A house is made of wood and stone, but only love can make a home. Welcome to the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, helping you make your home into one you'll love even more. On News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. Haley, happy Saturday. Are you happy all right? Happy Saturday, Dan. Hacking up a lung there. Yep. I waited till you were ready to cough yes. profusely. So nice. You're welcome. Your timing is always so perfect. Impeccable. <laughs> it is perfect timing. Well, before we get into what we want to talk about on the show today, I want to give out some free advice for the parents out there who are kind of, you know, hitting the end of wanting to help with homework. You know, it's the end of the school year. Any of us with kids, we all know what it's like. They get homework. We get to help with it. So and you that's get good. Yes, we do get homework. <laughs> and it's good to be involved. I certainly don't want those emails. I want to be involved. But there are points, as parents, we all know them, where our children have procrastinated beyond what is reasonable or acceptable. Yeah, you shouldn't have to write a paper at 10 o'clock <laughs> no, at night. No, I should not. You were exactly <laughs> right. Anyway, I found the way out. It's foolproof, it's flawless, and you still are helping. And, well, you're not helping well. That's yeah. the problem. That's, That's the, the, the key. That's the whole key. <laughs> Here's what happened. Tessa, my daughter, snags me. I, I could tell something was wrong. She was acting sad. And what's wrong, Tessa? What's going on? Well, she's got to write a paper. She said, Dad, what would you write about? I've got to write a persuasive paper. So, you know, this isn't a lot of heavy-duty homework that I've got to do, but I hate coming up with their topics. Mm-hmm. I feel like, come on, <laughs> this is what you're supposed to be thinking about it's all like along. It's like the hardest part, too. Right. So anyway, I, I kind of tried to blow it off, but she gave me the puppy dog eyes. And so in the end, you know, a persuasive paper. Okay. I said, how about why board games are better than video games? That's a good one. <laughs> and she kind of, she wasn't sold on it. Mm-hmm. And then I can't believe what my next one was. It was my last one because I realized I had nothing in the chamber. But I came up with why hot cereal is better than cold cereal. Stop it. I did. Well, I thought that could be a fun paper, right? And so anyway, she said, thank you, Dad, (laughs) and walked away. And I kind of thought maybe I helped her. I don't know. Maybe I sparked some kind of inspiration. Anyway, the next day in the car, I said, so what would you come up with? Did you go with the cereal one? I thought that one was pretty good. She said, no, I came up with one on my own. I decided to do Why Beauty and the Beast isn't an example of Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, that's a a lot better. Dead silence from me. (laughs) Here I am with my cold cereal, and she's dealing with Stockholm Syndrome. Anyway, uh... if if you want to not have to help children with homework very often. because really bad advice. Well, the thing that really drove the point home is the next day, Hannah said, I've got to write an essay. I don't need help, though. (laughs) (laughs) So they don't want my stupid help. So that's the way out, guys. Just letting you know, a freebie for the day. The rest of the day, we're going to be talking about a number of different things. We're going to be talking about fences. And, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of fences where... It's just unstained, unsealed mm-hmm. wood, you know, pressure treated or cedar. That's it makes been, it look like it's falling apart. Right. It's been left to gray and to weather. And some people like that look. Yeah. Not everybody does. But there is something else that everybody should be aware of is that those woods actually are going to last a lot longer if you do stain it or seal it. So we're going to talk about that and a number of different things in, in regards to that coming up at the end. Well, stick around for the information, but also stick around for the free paint. Free paint. Yeah, that's very important, too. We're going to be giving away two free gallons to two lucky listeners at the end, so stick around to figure out how you can win those. Right. We'll tell you all about that, and next segment, we'll be on the phone with Zach Krieger from Ayers Basement Systems 
talking about egress windows and all the ins and outs. But right now, we're going to talk about a new Instagram palette, color palette. Haley's pulled together six new colors for June. We launched these on Instagram. Yeah, about four months ago. And really, it's just meant to hopefully inspire people as we're all tackling projects. Yeah, it's hard to choose colors. And if you have limited options, sometimes that can help. It's not so overwhelming. So these curated palettes are meant to be helpful. Um, We post them on Instagram and then show you know, places where they can be used. Over well, the that's, the, that's the really cool thing is if you do follow the Instagram page, you're not going to just see these six colors that Haley's put together. Right. You're going to see those colors being used all over the place and not just basic, straight up, normal room settings. I mean, you, you found some unique <laughs> settings where, yes. where the colors are used in kind of pushing the boundaries sorts of ways. And that's really interesting to pay attention to. And I also post the inspiration for these color palettes during the month. Well, and that's what's so interesting here because your inspiration for this particular palette comes from a very unusual source. Chicken eggs, actually. Chicken eggs. Yeah. And it's called Well Summer because Well Summer is a... a breed of chicken. From <laughs> Holland, Yeah, right? from Holland. So it's all tied together, right? Right. Nice and neat. But the original inspiration is actually from a woman that did, in fact, come into a store with chicken eggs wanting to match the colors. And I thought it was brilliant because the colors were so pretty. These were chickens that she had of her own. They were not just, you know, your standard grocery store white eggs. There was a nice brown, kind of a peachy color, a green egg, almost with like a blue undertone. And I thought it was a great idea to pull colors out of these. Well, that's where she found her inspiration for the whole palette for her home, right? No, it turned out really well. And what made it turn out so well is that she wasn't looking for exact matches. She was okay letting these be inspiration, but not holding on to it has to be exactly this color because that's really the more important part. It's good to have inspiration and direction. It's not necessarily so important to hold on to. It has to be this exact color because ultimately that color could look terrible on your wall. The point is that you've got a starting place. You can sample multiple versions of this color and get to your perfect tone in your house. And that's what this palette is meant to do. There, there are six different colors. There's grays, greens, blues, beiges. Yeah, you multiple know, beiges. Check it out. It's a great color palette, but honestly, I love the inspiration for it even more. Yeah, and I think that's kind of what I want to talk about with this because most people struggle to find color direction. It takes people a long time to get to the starting point of the painting process, thinking about it, choosing the color, and then ending up with paint on the wall. It's agonizing because there's there's so much, there's work involved, there's all of that. We don't want to make the mistake and we want it to be exactly perfect, but most of us don't even know where to begin to look. We stand at that color rack and there's thousands and thousands of colors. Yeah. And, and maybe it's, it's chicken overwhelming. eggs aren't your inspiration, but inspiration that suits you is important. You know, looking at your wardrobe is a great starting place. The hobbies you have, I don't the How food does a hobby you eat. Help, okay, or, or no, I want to know about the food. How does the food I eat help me find a color? Are we Avocado talking about the stains green. on my shirt? I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe a coffee stain. That could be right, pretty. That would work. That, actually, I've seen that. Yeah? That works really well. Key is to be open to seeing the colors anywhere. I ran into a scene where it was extremely industrial in the setting. You know, it was black asphalt, parking lot stripe Mm -hmm. lines. 
it was raining, so that made everything oh, more yeah. vivid. Super high contrast. The sky was super steel gray, almost had a bluish tone to it with so the clouds. Maybe like industrial color palette, Stan. I don't know that it's that, <laughs> but these colors all work together in this very strange setting. It's not a beautiful photo right. that I took, but yet all the colors are beautiful together. It's Really, it's all about being open and looking everywhere you're going and realizing that some of those colors might need to be tweaked. Yes. And that's okay. Right. But it gives you a starting point. You see something working together, bring that to us at any Rep Collider Port City Paints. We'll help you find colors that are workable in your space based on those. Yeah. And you can start collecting these photos even if you're not thinking about painting right now. You don't have to be in the process to start looking or using this exercise, noticing colors around you, why you might like some colors more than other colors, and understanding your taste a little bit, the colors that you're drawn towards and why. It's probably better to do that now while you're not painting. True. So if yes. you don't have any projects, <laughs> now's the time to jump in so that when you do have a project, you're already off and running. You've got some ideas in place. Yeah, and honestly, if you are taking pictures, it's perfect because the Benjamin Moore Color Portfolio app will take those pictures find the colors you like in them, and give you a starting point match of a Benjamin or a paint color coming to the store, and you've already got a really good place to start looking. Yeah, that Color Portfolio app is free. You can find it on the App Store, or if you've got Android, you can find it on Google Play. The point is, get out there and find that inspiration. And maybe the place to start is with Repcolite's Instagram page, checking out Haley's new palette for June. Well, summer. Now, yeah. we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be on the phone with Zach Krieger from Ayers Basement Systems talking about egress windows. That's all next. Stay tuned. Helping you turn your house into your dream home. This is the Repco Light Home Improvement Show, presented by Benjamin Moore on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Haley, we're always talking on the show about improving our spaces, and we've spent tons of segments. Over the over the years, talking about basements specifically, mm-hmm. you know, painting the ceilings down there, painting the floors. We've even spoken with experts about dealing with water issues down there. Yeah, and making it a livable space. That's the whole point is to make it livable and usable. And yet there's one thing we, we haven't dug into really all that much. And it's something that you probably do need down there to make it a safe, livable, usable area. And that's right. an egress window. Yeah, we're on the phone again with Zach Krieger from Ayers Basement. He's the resident expert in sales. And before we get into the topic, what kind of products and services does Ayers offer? Just so that all of our listeners have a good idea of what you guys do. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, We operate in mid-Michigan. We service the entire state. Our headquarters is uh, located in Lansing, Michigan. And we offer basement waterproofing, crawl space encapsulation, foundation repair, We install egress windows, and we do anything that has to do with concrete, whether it's lifting your existing concrete or pouring brand new concrete at your home. All right, so you'll do all of that. Absolutely. I wasn't aware about the concrete, so we'll have to have you on again and (laughs) dig into some of those things. But right now, let's let's get to egress windows, and let's start at the beginning. What is an egress window? Let's just establish that to start with. Sure, an egress window is something that's required by building code. Um, basically that gives an escapable area uh, or an entry area for a firefighter with an oxygen pack to get into your home to save or rescue somebody in the event that there's a fire. Okay, so I I guess right off the bat I've got a question. I assumed that egress windows were only required if I've got a bedroom in the basement. Is that 
So absolutely. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to have a finished space that's habitable and it's going to be a bedroom, a legal bedroom, it is required to have an egress window for escapability or for entry with a firefighter with an oxygen pack. But if it's just a rec room or something, I don't need to have the egress window by code or by requirement. That's true. Yeah. Basically, if you're going to be sleeping in a, in a room down there, uh, it is required by code. If you call in it a rec room, we, we like to think of bedrooms. Um, you know, we're not code experts, but that is what Michigan code says. Okay. So how often do you install them in homes, in basements where it's not a bedroom, you know, just for safety's sake, just for a rec room area? Absolutely. Yeah. I would say 50% of our customers um, want an egress window in a finished space just in case of an emergency. Now, you don't just dig a hole and put a special window in. You actually have a like a single component well that drops in there, right? We do, yeah. We consider ours an all-in-one system. So we install the window plus either a fiberglass or a roto-molded well. So the difference there, uh, fiberglass is just one complete component, um, which gives a lot of durability and strength. A roto-molded well is something that's basically, just like it sounds, uh, it's roto-molded, which means it's a spun plastic that's filled in the center with uh, with foam. Very durable, uh, gonna last a long time, but just not quite as rigid as the fiberglass option. So how do they deal with water? Because now we've got a cup, <laughs> basically. Right. How is it not just filling up or causing other water issues? You know, that is one of the best questions that I don't get asked often enough, and I love to answer it, because <laughs> when you dig a, a giant hole uh, next to your home and then you cut a hole in the foundation, yeah. water is the number one problem that most people don't consider. So I'm really glad you asked me about that. Um, because we're uh, our flagship product and service is basement waterproofing, we feel like we're the expert in the state of Michigan uh, to make these repairs because we do consider water, right? That's one of the things we think about all the time. Yeah. Um, and so what we want to do is make sure that in tandem with this egress solution, we want to make sure that we're also providing an interior basement waterproofing solution as well. We're going to tie those two systems together um, to make sure that that space that you've just created for your family member to sleep in uh, is going to stay nice and dry uh, for the life of the structure. So you don't just have a drain in the bottom of this well and call it good. You actually are working on an entire system for my basement. Is that, Did I understand that correctly? Yeah, because one of the things that we have to consider, right, is when your home was built, it could have been in the 1920s, 30s, 40s, or 50s. And we have no idea what kind of shape that exterior uh, tile is in. So in most cases, um, those exterior tiles have plugged up with clay or sand or silt and they're no longer functioning. So what we see most often when people install these products who don't really specialize in basement waterproofing, they're tying into what we call a drain to nowhere, which is basically <laughs> a, a plugged up drain that's no longer functioning. They tie it in to make it look pretty and lo and behold, you know, a couple uh, weeks after the installation, you're dealing with water problems on the other side of that wall. So Yikes. does this add a tremendous amount to the expense of putting in the egress window because I'm buying a separate system? How, how does that play into it? Absolutely not. I mean, I think one of the things that uh, Airs takes a lot of pride in is giving our customers the education uh, and the advisement as we're walking them through these different types of solutions. So we're going to show you absolutely everything that's going to benefit your home with regards to that egress window, letting in more natural light, giving you escapability and safety and peace of mind. Um, but we're going to do it at an affordable cost to you. So we're going to show you all the different options that are available to you. And then we're going to work with you to create the solution that's right for your basement. 
Can I install an egress window for any house that I look at? If I, you know, I really want a livable basement. That's kind of on our bucket list. Like and you're just going to randomly install them in all of these houses that you look at potentially, <laughs> or well, the one you buy. The one that I buy, oh, okay. I would want to install one because I want a livable basement, right? I want office space down there, a bedroom, and. Some of these houses are pretty close together that I see. So I'm curious if there needs to be like a space requirement between this window well and the structure next to it, I guess. Yeah, and that's something that we absolutely have to take into consideration. Property lines, um, you know, making sure that we're marking all of the different utilities that come into the home, taking into account obstacles like landscaping and gas meters. These are all things that we have to consider um, with where we're going to place this egress window. Uh, one of the things we like to do is come out and make sure that we're walking the property inside and out and really consulting with the homeowner so we can discuss proper placement um, and really considering all of the different things that might come into play during the installation. Is there an ideal amount of space? like? Well, I would say, um, imagine, right? We're going to dig a hole right yeah. next to your foundation. We're typically going to dig it about seven feet wide by seven feet in depth. Um, so if you've got about a seven by seven area uh, that you're okay stacking up dirt about eight feet tall in your yard, that's where <laughs> that's where it's going to go. There's a lot of compacted soil where that comes out. And I'm not sure most people think about how much dirt is actually yeah. going to come out of that hole while we're digging. That's so a good point. Are there a lot of situations where you go out to look at it and you just can't put it in? Because it's got to be in the bedroom, right? It can't just be down the hall from where the bedroom is or in another room from where the bedroom is. Or can it? Well, and so that's that's where the kind of the creative design comes into play. <laughs> um, if we come into a, uh, a scenario where it's an open, unfinished space, we may have to change the design of where the customer wanted that bedroom actually located so that we can meet code requirements. And that's why we take um, so much pride in making sure that we're consulting with the customer um, and not just really telling, we're advising and educating so that they can make the best, uh, the best decision. So the, the egress window has to be in the bedroom. Um, and so if it's a finished space and you know we don't have the, uh, the property requirements or, or the size and spacing to make it happen in that bedroom, we may have to change the configuration on the inside uh, so that we can make the outside work. So I'd say in, in about 90% of, of what I've seen from our appointments, we typically can make it happen. Um, it, it gets a little difficult if it's already a finished basement and you want, you know, you're saying, Hey, I want this mm -hmm. egress window right here, but we only have five feet to the property line. Right. We may have to get a little creative with our thinking so that we can uh, figure out a different space for that, for that bedroom to go. All that right. makes sense. We're on the phone with Zach Krieger from Ayers Basement Systems talking about egress windows. Zach, I want to get into the actual process, the installation process, everything that's involved with that, but that's going to take longer than I've got in this segment. Can you hang with us over the break? Definitely. All right, we'll be back in the studio and on the phone with Zach Krieger from Ayers Basement Systems in just a minute. Stick around. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And we're back, and we're still on the phone with Zach Krieger from Ayers Basement Systems, I believe. Zach, are you still there? <laughs> I'm still here, guys. Hey, that's what you like to hear. And yeah, we were talking about egress windows and went through just basically what they are, why you'd need one, all of those things. 
And right now, I'm concerned about the whole process of installation. I've got my yard that I crab about from time to time, you Haley. Do. Yeah. <laughs> I crab about it because it's so lush that oh, I'm yeah, actually. Oh, yeah, so hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm mowing every other day right now. I mean, it's taken. It took the previous homeowner, I want to be utterly honest, the previous owner, it took him a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to get it to this point. And, and I'm just hate it. reaping the benefits. <laughs> no, no, I love it. But the work is is big, and so I complain. Yes. And it's fun to complain. But really, I love it. And I would hate to see it completely destroyed. And so I wonder about the equipment involved with hashing out an, a, an egress window for my basement. And before we get to the equipment and how horrific that could or might not be for my yard, let's just talk about the whole process, Zach. So let's say I've got a space. I want to turn it into a bedroom. I call you guys out. What's it look like from there? Yeah. So we have an entire process that's set up from uh, point A to point B to get you taken care of the right way. And that all starts with marking underground utilities. Um, we'll get Mystic on the phone to make sure that we know exactly where those utilities run uh, so that they're marked out appropriately and that we're not, uh, you know, getting tangled up in any gas or water lines during this process. That's something that's very important to us and it should be very important to you. Um, we are going to use a, a pretty heavy duty piece of equipment. We've got a mini excavator that's going to come out. Does it hover? I'm glad we're talking. I'm, <laughs> uh, I wish it hovered. Uh, that was that's something that's in the works. We're we're trying to get that out by 2050. I think is well, when we're going to have that available. I'll be a sponsor. <laughs> I, I would love to see that happen. Yeah, but, we'll get that. Uh, we'll get that out to your house. But until then, okay. um, we've got a, a pretty heavy duty excavator that is going to. Um, it's going to do some yard damage. So I'm glad that we had that conversation on the front end because we're very transparent about this process. Um, our guys are, are they're, they're extremely knowledgeable and they're, they're pretty accurate with the way that they drive this machine. So you're only going to be left with um, a little bit of rutting in the yard. I would recommend that you have some topsoil and seed available for us. We can even spread it for you while we're there. Uh, but you are going to have to do some lawn repair once this process is over. Okay. Um, once we've once we've got the hole dug, right, uh, we're going to expose that footing tile on the outside, and we are going to take a look at it. I would say 90% of the time it's not functioning because we're working on homes that have been built from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, all the way up till uh, today. And typically after five or six years, we see the, those things get plugged up with dirt and silt, and they're just not functioning. What so, is a footing tile? Yeah, so basically you've got an exterior footing tile in most most older homes. Um, typically, those were constructed of clay um, in the 70s. They turned into plastic, uh, and they typically ran those out um, sometimes to nowhere. Sometimes they tied them into a sump pump, but a lot of times they're filled up with dirt and grime and silt, and they're just plugged up and non-functioning. That's why earlier in the process we talked about designing a, a complete solution, which includes basement waterproofing so you never have to worry about uh, water intrusion after oh, this right. installation the drain to nowhere <laughs> yeah yeah drain That's to nowhere you, you definitely <laughs> don't want to tie into one of those um so the next process right is we're, we have to cut a big hole in the wall um that sounds really really scary but we do it in a very precise way so we measure down typically from the sill plate we measure out the uh the width and the height for the framing of the window and, and then the installation takes place so Another thing to look out for uh, when you're shopping with different contractors is to make sure that they understand the proper framing and flashing and weatherproofing of that window. Now, these aren't submarine windows, right? They're not designed yeah. to be underwater. 
Um, so you have to take that into consideration with the company that you choose because we want to make sure that this thing stays dry for the life of the structure. Uh, that way, if you ever sell it, you don't have any problems. Awesome. Now, uh, getting to the next piece, right? We're going to install uh, mechanically fasten the well to the foundation wall. Um, and then we're going to basically backfill that with a combination of stone and soil uh, that we layer and compact. Um, one of the things, again, to look for is to make sure that you're, you're thinking about the type of well that you purchase because what you don't want to come home to in a couple of years is a buckling, bowed, cracked uh, well that's in the egress. Now you have to dig it up and think about replacing it um, after you spent all that time, hard-earned money. Um, and like Dan said, you know, uh, potentially lawn. that beautiful lawn. That yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking about. I just got it fixed and now my egress window well buckled. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot that goes into this. Um, we're going to leave you with a beautiful window that's con contractor or carpenter ready. So on the outside, it's gonna have rough cedar trim, which looks really, really nice with most uh, finishings on the outside of your house. On the inside, it's going to be ready to be finished. So if you're gonna stud around it and drywall, uh, you would have your contractor come in and do that after we leave, but it's gonna be ready for that to take place. About how long does this process take from me calling you to the window done? From the day that we come out to start the installation, it's a one-day install. Oh. Wow. Oh, that's really fast. Hey, one quick question. I'm, I'm way out of the sequence of how I should have asked this, but I didn't want to interrupt while you were going on. What about my underground sprinkling when you're driving over my yard? That's a great question. I would recommend that before we come out, you give them a call because typically they're going to have the, de the design uh, in your yard and they can also flag that as well. This dig isn't going to mark any private right. lines. So if you've run any of your own electricity, let's say to a shed or a pole barn, or you've got any... Um, you know, invisible fencing for your pets, you're definitely going to want to paint that onto the yard so that we're aware of it. We'll do our best not to damage it, but if it's not marked, uh, those things can can become damaged. I would think shallow graves, things like that, you'd want to mark too, because you don't need those unearthed. That's awkward for everybody, right? Uh, yeah, no pet graves. No, yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's possible. Oh, okay, you're, yep, you yeah, somewhere I, else. I was going somewhere even darker than that. So uh, basically, I have one other question, and then I guess we want to quickly talk about the kind of things we should be looking for as we're thinking about this process. But so these windows, how easy are they to function? I, I, I'm thinking about kids. Is there a, a certain age limit that, you know, for who should be safely in this lower level room now? Or are they relatively easy to operate and get out of that well? I think the wells you have have steps on them. Am I correct? They do. They're one piece rigid construction. Um, they're actually engineered for safety. That's one of the things that we take into account um, when we use certain products is we want to make sure that we're giving you the safest option available. So they are built in. Um, they're not modular, which means that they're only one piece. Uh, what we see a lot of times are modular wells that other contractors who don't specialize in this work will stack these wells up on top of each other and then they start to buckle you get plant growth, uh, animals are attracted to crawling through them, and it just becomes its own little ecosystem. <laughs> so you have to consider all of these different things when choosing the right contractor to work with. And, you know, I just think that that one-piece construction with the, with the steps built right in um, is really easy to escape. The other part with the window, it's, it's, a, um, it's a single 
a two light slider, which basically just has one locking mechanism. You slide it one way or the other okay. and you can get out that easy. So just like any other window, really. Exactly. Yep. Just bigger. So if I'm shopping for an egress window, I mean, obviously I'm going to go with air spacement, but for everyone else out there, what should they be looking for in a company? Well, I think the first thing that you have to think of is, you know, the reputation of the company. That's one of the things um, in the local community that we always look for is make sure that you're getting reviews from other people that have used them. Um, Get on Google, uh, you know, get on Facebook, ask questions about the company. I think that's a huge thing. The other thing is is uh, considering how are they going to handle the water, right? That's the biggest question that I think goes unanswered. Mm -hmm. And I think that because we specialize in that, and that's a a space where we're an industry leader, that definitely gives us an advantage on how to handle that water correctly. The other parts that come into play are, you know, is your contractor going to include a lid with this solution? When I think of Mm -hmm. pet safety, child safety, um, the safety of your family members and communities, you know, are they going to provide a lid with that? And what's the durability like? What is the, what's the weight requirement? How much can that lid actually hold? Can you stand on it and not fall in? You know, that's a, that's a big one for me. And then the other part too is um, thinking about soil compaction. You know, there's a specific science behind how we, how we actually fill in and around that well to provide the most stability, but also not apply as much pressure to the well over time so that you get the longevity that you're looking for in the, in the event that you need to, uh, to escape. And then lastly, um, just making sure that uh, the well itself um, is constructed of materials that are going to last over time. Like I said, most contractors are out there uh, thinking about using inferior products because they want to make the most money on the job. Mm-hmm. We're the exact opposite. We actually shopped for a more robust solution for our customers because we want it to last for the life of the structure um, for you and your family to use for a long time. Or uh, if you, in the event that you sell the home, you want to you wanna provide the next person with uh, something that they're going to be proud of yeah. to have in their home as well. So I think from a selling perspective, you want something that's going to look great It's going to let natural light in, uh, but it also provides that safety that we've been talking about. Well, I appreciate all the info. It's been super helpful and just even more information as I go and shop these houses out there. Yeah, and get ready to put egress windows in all of them as you go by. Haley's just missed money bucks. She's (laughs) handing it out. Zach, if our listeners have questions and would like more info on this and get you guys out there and, you know, at least give them an estimate or if they've got questions with any of the other things that you guys do, you know, drying out their basement, dealing with foundation issues, how's the best way to get in touch? Yeah, they can check out our website at goairs.com or they can give us a call for a free estimate at 866-379-1669. We'd really love to come out and take a look. Excellent. Great information. Thanks for talking with us today, Zach. All right, Dan. Thank you. Now, all right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to be giving away a couple gallons of paint to a couple different listeners. And we've actually even got something else to talk about. That's all coming up just ahead. Stay tuned. If you want to take your DIY skills up a rung, the Repco Light Home Improvement Show is here to give you a boost on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Well, Haley, we have paint to give away, but as is our want, we're going to do that at the end of the show. Yeah. Because if we gave it away now. You would just stop listening, right? No, they wouldn't. They're true <laughs> believers out there. But yeah, there's a possibility. There's so a possibility. At the end, we'll tell you how you can win. 
two free gallons, any Repcolite or Benjamin Moore product, paint, stain, a deck product, whatever you need, you'll be able to even get it today Yeah, if you want to jump into something. Perfect timing with the weekend, exactly. beautiful weather. We'll tell you how you can do that at the end. But right now, let's get to the topic that we want to end on, and it's fences. And I guess in order to get to that and to set it up, the idea that, you know, it's something that I ran into when I was, I put my house on the market years back. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was in relatively good shape. You know, everything was really ready to go. And then I read an article somewhere that said we should walk around the house as if we're buying it. Right. Not as if we live there, but as if we're looking at it to buy. And I thought that's ridiculous, but I'll try it. And I could not believe the laundry list of things that I would want fixed before I bought that place. It's like we become house blind to our own spaces. (laughs) Yeah, we don't notice these things. And so last week we started a segment. We called it Here Comes the Judge. I don't necessarily feel comfortable with that because it I feel like it's setting me up as this judge. Judge. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not what I meant. But what I what I did was I've been walking all over the place and I'm noticing things that should be fixed that I'm assuming. The homeowners are blind to. They become house blind. Yes. So I'm trying to help everybody by pointing all these things out. Yes, you're trying to be very helpful. And really, what host would you be if you didn't walk around for inspiration for a home improvement show? Right. And and what good would I do if I didn't point it out on the radio and make everybody aware? So fences. That's what I really noticed this week. And one in particular really drove the point home to me. And I was walking in. There's a a fence between two houses. So they shared this fence. Mm Mm-hmm. And as I'm approaching it, one side of it, it was pressure treated and it had been left to gray. Yeah. And it looked so totally relatively bad. Yeah, you know, quite splotchy, a lot mm-hmm. of black areas. It it looked like the wood was falling apart. That was the impression I got. Yeah, it just starts to look decrepit. Right. Now, so I noticed that and I thought, ooh, you know, here's something to talk about how stain might help a fence like this. Mm-hmm. And I get to the other side and turn around and come back. And I realized that the other side of that exact same fence is stained with a solid color stain and it looks amazing. I took Brand a picture new. and showed Haley. It didn't look like the same fence at all. No. And it had a completely different feeling than the other house too. I right. mean, that I, other fence gave the feeling that the yard wasn't maintained overall. Mm-hmm. You know, it kind of cast a shadow on the whole space where the other one, I mean, it looked honestly so well maintained. It looked like a new fence. The big problem with stuff like that is, yeah, a fence can really detract from the exterior. Mm -hmm. But what happens when these little things start piling up is we start to feel a little down on the entire home. That's how I respond. And it starts to feel like it's too big to climb out of. And so I let the next thing go. Yeah. And then the next thing go. And then it really does become harder to climb out of. Well, I think there's a number of reasons that we leave them unstained or unsealed. The first being that some people like the grade weather look. Totally understandable. Mm -hmm. Kind of the beachy vibe. Second, some people think that there's really no reason to stain woods like cedar or pressure-treated pine. Cedar, for example, is naturally rot and bug resistant, and pressure-treated pine is treated specifically to resist rot. Right. And a third reason, I think, is that some of us just don't want the work. Right. I think that's a big part of it all. (laughs) Now, a couple thoughts with all of those. Stains and sealers provide a number of benefits on a wood fence. And first... And probably most obviously, they can help maintain a consistent color over time. You know, woods don't often weather in gray evenly. 
you know. Yeah, so we have the idea that they're going to look nice and silvery. And we've seen those. And cedar, in fact, will generally gray to a kind of a silvery look. But pressure-treated pine usually gets quite splotchy and it can be uneven. A stain or a sealer is going to help minimize that and keep the color looking consistent. Well, and stains and sealers help increase the longevity of our fences, too. It's not just aesthetic reasons that we're talking about. Cedar, for example, naturally bug and rot resistant, like I said, but exposure to sun can dry out the natural oils that protect it. And in the end, it leaves it susceptible to both of those concerns. Right. Pressure treated lumber also. Sure, it's rot resistant, bug resistant, but it still absorbs water. And that can end up leading to swelling, warping, cracking, all of those things. A sealer or a stain is going to help minimize that and make the wood last a lot longer. Yeah, that way you don't have a fence falling over eventually. Right, or cracking (laughs) apart or just looking terrible. Exactly. So let's say you're interested in jumping into the process and, and getting your fence sealed or stained. How do you pick a product amongst all of the products out there? Well, I think it depends on the look that you're going for. Personally, I like the white picket fence look, Mm -hmm. but we have the idea that that's paint that we're putting on the fence. Right, a paint and primer system. Not actually the case. Uh, Paint is going to peel off a lot faster than other painted surfaces on a fence because it's got moisture wicking up from the bottoms and that moisture is being pushed out. The paint peels and flakes off, and now it's a mess when we try to repaint. Right. So if you want that look, you want it to look like paint, you want a color out there, but you don't want to deal with all that flaking and peeling nonsense, you go with a solid color stain. You're going to get that same look of a flat paint. You can get any color you want, but it's lower in viscosity than a paint, which means it's going to penetrate more deeply into the wood. And when it does fail, it's really going to just fade out. Yeah, so there's it's not very peel. Right, very little risk of peeling or all of those things if you apply it correctly. It's a great choice if you want a solid color on the wood or if the wood is really great and blotchy and you just can't clean it evenly. Another option is a semi-transparent stain. Repcolite's Woodmaster is another perfect choice, and it's going to allow more of the wood grain to show through. So it's kind of a natural look, but you're still able to tint it to any color. Right, but you are going to see wood grain through it. So it's a great choice if the wood is already even in color. If you're unable to clean it and remove all of the blotchy appearance, that's going to still show through a semi-transparent stain or a translucent wood protector, which is the next option. And that's going to be the most natural look overall. You're really just highlighting a natural wood tone at that point. Right. So that looks great if you've got new wood or if you're able to get the wood really cleaned and you want it to look as natural as possible. But as we mentioned, if you can't get it cleaned well enough, it's really going to detract from the look of this and you might need to go to a solid color. Whatever you've got out there, you know, we can't go through all of it on the air here because we still have to give stuff away. But whatever your project is, stop out at any Repcolite or Port City Paint Store, take pictures, bring all of that in. We'll walk you through everything you need to know to get ready for a project like this. We'll recommend the right products, all of that. Now, Haley, let's give away some product. And let's give it away to the 14th and 26th. 14th and 26th person. All you need to do is email us at radio at repcolite.com. The 14th email and the 26th email will be the winners. Any Benjamin Moore or Repcolite paint, two gallons. Yeah. Paint, stain. Yeah, you can do your Whatever you need. Whatever you want to do. You'll find out today if you won. 14th, 26th person, radio at repcolite.com. All right, that's all the time we got. If you want to find this one again, you can find it online at repcolite.com. Or subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. Exactly. Whatever you do today, make sure paint's a part of it. The Repcolite and Port City Paint Stores are open until 3, waiting to help. 
I'm Dan Hansen. And I'm Haley Johnson. Thanks for listening. 